Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Past the halfway in the cup and hard stride taken on by Dreamseeker. They're one, two and third. Stalking them, rolling with the flame and Indy getting a nice run fourth. He's home fifth. Then comes the carpenter, Avoca. Snowfire taking off, pallet dropping out. Smoky Diamond saving ground on the inside and no use looking back any further. The favourites out of it, Military Kings. Up to the turn, hard stride, hands over the bat and out of Dream Seeker. He's homes on the outside. Menindi swinging wide with the carpenter. Smoky Diamond tracking through. Dream Seeker in front. The carpenter. Menindi race up on the outside. And here's Snowfire right down the outside with a big run. The carpenter. Menindi. Menindi in front. Menindi's going too strongly. Takes the cup. Menindi beats the carpenter. Smoky Diamond and Snowfire in a photo for the Chinchilla Cup. Menindi. Wayne Baker, the trainer. Amy Graham. The horse started a $4 chance and the distance of that race was 1,400 metres. Rob Luck is with us on Bushbeat. How are you, Rob? Yeah, good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm really well, thanks. Gee, there's a lot of good country racing over the Christmas New Year period. Oh, it's, it just keeps warming up. They slow down a little bit with the non-TAB uh, race days, Steve, but uh, through the weekend, of course, we're just hearing Menindi win for Wayne Baker and Amy Graham, one of the few remaining cups for the year, the Chinchilla Cup, and this horse has continued on after a good ninth in the Stampede, and we'll hear more about that very shortly with Brett Moody. And uh, we've got a, a show of uh, guests this morning, uh, with uh, Tony McMahon coming on a little bit later with the Gladstone Report with Robbie Farr's double out of there. And, of course, Lacey Morrison continued to produce the trebles, the four trebles in a row now uh, with the Atherton Report with Peter Rowan. Paul Dolan will be wrapping up with the uh, the S Report uh, where an, a good new infrastructure thing there with the plastic running rail coming to the fore. But... Um, Steve, of course, uh, the Chinchilla Race Day was the feature event on the weekend with that Chinchilla Cup. And, of course, it was obviously a very sad uh, week for the Chinchilla community with the loss of Constable Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold and Citizen Alan Dare with that tragic um, news coming out during the week. But I'm sure, as Brett Moody reports this morning, and we say good morning to Brett Moody, uh, there was a a great blue day to honour the victims in that and uh, a good day of racing to cheer the spirit of Chinchilla. Good morning to Brett uh, Moody. Yes, a great win by uh, Menindi there for Wayne Baker and Amy, Amy Graham taking out the uh, uh, Chinchilla Cup over the 1,400 metres thanks to uh, the major sponsor of the day, Pro Crew. Uh, it was the uh, fifth win along with two, uh, one second from eight starts uh, for Menindi since uh, he joined the Wayne Baker stable from Scott Morrissey. And uh, one of those unplaced runs came in the... Uh, Country Stampede Finals, one of uh, many horses that uh, literally had absolutely no luck. He's beaten only three lengths by Dynamic Verse there. It was his third try at uh, 1,400 metres, but Wayne Baker was adamant that he was keen to get the horse to 1,400 uh, because all he wanted to do, as he's got a bit older and settled, uh, is actually settle in his races. And the thousands um, just getting a bit, uh, bit too nippy for him. And uh, he thought he would posse up closer on the 1,400 metres and his turn of foot uh, would uh, make him very competitive. And that's exactly how it turned out, as you heard there. Uh, positioned about fourth place by Amy Graham. And uh, what a start to her career. She's up to win number 12 now. And the strike rate with uh, Wayne Baker is 30%. Uh, so that uh, combination will continue to follow in 2023. But a great win by uh, Menindi there. And uh, he looks an ideal uh, battle of the bush horse uh, for next year, doesn't he? Uh, the 1,200 metres. 
uh, at Eagle Farm is going to be uh, perfect. A great effort by the Gippy Cup winner, the Carpenter. Uh, he's had a couple of cup placings as well, so um, he's certainly going to uh, continue to give joy to uh, Terry Hall. John Rudd was uh, taking the ride, and there were a couple of uh, fast-finishing runs down the outside, as you heard there, uh, Snowfire. Uh, who was actually uh, set for the race uh, because he's uh, raced by the patron of the club, uh, Craig Black, uh, flying home along with uh, Smokey Diamond, who was first up. But all honours certainly with Menindi and a great ride there by Amy Graham and a great training performance by Wayne Baker. And that was the highlight of the day of a six-race program for the Chinchilla Race Club. It's uh, only the second time in five years that they've had their uh, Christmas meeting, uh, the Saturday before Christmas, because with uh, two rain washouts and COVID, uh, they've had uh, three meetings uh, in December having to be uh, postponed. But not the case. It was beautiful weather conditions, a crowd of uh, around 2,000 people enjoying the beautiful amenities there. The track was a, in perfect order, a good three, perhaps a little on the firm side. We did see two track records broken on the day. But, of course, there was a little bit of emotion uh, running through uh, the region, uh, you know, less than a week uh, since those horrible murders uh, just up the road there from uh, Chinchilla. So they uh, had a shrine. Uh, the uh, local member was there to uh, uh, lead the uh, moment's silence and a local police officer reading out the police uh, oath. That certainly uh, heightened the emotions of the day and they were also um, raising uh, money, the club, for... Um, one of the uh, car accident victims, a young girl there in Cassie West, and they raised over $10,000 on the day for her as well. So um, yeah, they've done very well. And it just shows the value that uh, that uh, racing does provide these communities and that's something that Racing Queensland has really started to do well to actually quantify uh, these sort of events uh, into the uh, the value to the community. Just going back quickly through the uh, results of the other races on the program, Grillis for Grant Arnold and Kenji Ishida, they've had a big week, could have even been bigger, beating the nose last week at uh, Texas, but they had the $71 winner uh, on uh, Monday at the Dolby race meeting, and Grant was quite confident because Grillis had been working with um, uh, Mofeed Warrior, who won that race at Dolby, and so he was quite confident. As a result, Grillis, despite being on debut, was very heavily back there. And uh, he was telling me the story. He picked him up for, I think, $700, and it was his 70th birthday present. He put a, uh, some friends and family uh, into the horse, and it looks like they're going to be a, uh, uh, really have some great fun. Uh, he, he spent about three... He was uh, due to go to Hong Kong. He's a six-year-old on debut, and he said he was due to go to Hong Kong uh, and then COVID hit. So he spent about three years in the paddock. And uh, so he picked him up uh, online there. He's out of a desert son, Mayor, who won a race in uh, New Zealand. So he was very green, but, oh, gee, when he let down, he uh, he looked very impressive. So they're going to have a great deal of fun with him. He took out the Chinchilla Car Wash Maiden Plate over a 1,000 metres. He's the son of Prasur, the uh, spring champion stakes runner-up. Uh, the... Uh, uh, Craig Black, I mentioned the club patron handicap was raised to benchmark uh, 50. Here a win to uh, Rodian Bull for Pat Richards. First leg of a winning double uh, for uh, Alicia Donald. Um, Rodian Bull uh, was uh, second up from a spell and that was uh, her second win uh, from 11 race starts and she was just uh, too fast for her rivals there. 
Then we had the RIE benchmark 60 handicap 1,200 metres, the first of our two track records, the second of a winning double for Alicia Donald. Pat Webster, who's just taken over this horse, uh, he's getting a bit of a reputation from his uh, country cousins uh, with Michael Morn passing on dynamic verse to add the finishing touches before he went on to win the country stampede. Oakfield target for Will Loudon. Will's just uh, uh, quite busy uh, at the moment with uh, his uh, real job. Uh, so he's passed Oakfield target onto that uh, Barham set up there with Pat Webster and this horse has really relished it, although he already won the Wandown and Tarumic Cups this year. But he was uh, heavily backed and he gave nothing else a chance of winning over three and a quarter lengths in a time, breaking 108, a track record there, 107.99. So a big win there by uh, Oakfield Target and the second leg of a winning double for Alicia Donald going straight to the front and giving nothing else a chance. And the uh, club and the uh, Racing Queensland split the cutest maiden plates 1,400 metres. So the first division was taken out by Mr Lanigan for Mark Curry and Shariah Champion. Got an inside run, was a short price favourite and just needed all the straight to get past Nelson Dory there. Uh, was coming off a, uh, a third at Ipswich, so hence was uh, quite a short price favourite, but um, yeah, did uh, did have to work for it uh, to get up there. Just missed the uh, class record. And uh, the uh, second division of the uh, maiden plate 1400 was almost identical time, only four one hundredths difference, was won also by the short price favourite in Cinnamon Toast for Troy Pascoe and Todd Banks. And once again, uh, used every bit of the straight to get up to beat Star of the Elms and uh, really didn't want it over again. But uh, hopefully now that she's got that win on the board with the blinkers going on, she also came off a third at Ipswich last start, so hence she was a short price favourite, but she only just managed to get the job done. So that's uh, a look at the uh, meeting at Chinchilla. Congratulations to the club uh, staging uh, all the events around the, uh, the racing as well, and it was a very successful Chinchilla Cup day. I'd like to take this opportunity to... Welcome the, uh, to uh, best wishes to the Bushbeat family, to Rob and Tony in particular, but uh, all our listeners a uh, safe Merry Christmas and uh, we'll do it all again in 2023. Well said, Brett. Vite has got away by about three or four lengths in the early part of the race from Ancient Echoes has now gone into a clear second, being followed back along the rail by uh, the Hilverston and then on the outside was Brigalow Boy and uh, Cobas is in that bunch of horses as well. Along the side they go, and it's still a Vite with a clean pair of heels out by about four lengths at this stage of the race. Running second was uh, Kofas, and then getting into third was Ancient Echoes. Dropping right back through the race at this stage was the Hilf, uh, one of uh, Raymond Williams's Hilbers and his tailed right off. But they're coming up towards the home turn, and Vite uh, going very, very fast. It's just starting to shorten stride a bit coming to the turn. It's coming back. It still leads by about three or four lengths, but ran off on the turn, which quite a few of them do. Into second then was Cobras, which is trying its heart out. But halfway down the straight, Vitae is still clear. I don't think the others can get it. Ancient Echoes is second. Uh, Bofus is third. And then came Brigolo Boy, but it's going to lead all of the way. And Vitae gets the mustard. Vitae wins for Liv O'Donnell. Second place into Ancient Echoes. Third went to Brigolo Boy. Had a few homes for Tay, a mare by your song. Rob and Tony McMahon, who called that race, is with us. Yeah, good morning to you, Tony McMahon. Welcome back to Bushbeat. And uh, another one where it's having its first run at the track, which is an interesting thing I've been noting in recent weeks at the Sand Tracks, and it wasn't the only one at Gladstone on the weekend where Robbie Farr also dominated with a double. How are you, Tony? Uh, welcome uh, to Bushbeat. Yeah, thanks very much, Rob. And hello, Steve, and uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, no, fine. That was a great meeting down at Gladstone. It always is. It's, it's repetitious. I say that all the time, but they're a very good club. 
very proactive club. Had a good crowd. It was a kids' day out and a real Christmas atmosphere. The clerks of the course dressed up as uh, elves and Santa Clauses and they were distributing uh, lollies, throwing the lollies over the enclosure fence to the kids. It was a, a real nice little scene, but uh, very good meeting. Vite, well, I mentioned before the race of the on-course patrons, it was out of a Jugar mare, and uh, Jugar in his day was probably one of the best uh, wet mud-like stallions you could find, so it didn't really surprise me that uh, Vite led all the way, ridden by Libo Donald, trained by uh, Daryl Johnson, and it was quite impressive. I'm sure it'll win some more races on the sand track down there at Glasson from Ancient Echoes, who always tries his heart out. Uh, third was Briglow Boy, one of um, Clinton Taylor's. He hasn't had much luck at Glasson Clinton on the sand track, but he won a big cutest race up at Mackay the same day. But uh, Briglow Boy, if that was on the grass, he would have lapped them. But, of course, that's not the case. Um, Robert Farr, he did a good job, boys. He uh, came up, broke his holiday. He was holidaying down on the Sunshine Coast, and he answered an SOS for some of the trainers to uh, get up to Gladstone to ride. Bit of a jockey shortage, of course. And he uh, got the first two winners up. He was successful in the first on uh, designing Arrow. Trained by Neville Peterson at Toowoomba, but I suspect this horse is going back to the rideout family at Bangul. All the rideouts were there, and I didn't see Neville there. And they were delighted when this mare by Master of Design was successful. Uh, it won by a head. Second went to number two, which was Johnny Deep, Hannah Richardson. Beautifully bred horse by Deep uh, Field out of the Rocker Gibraltar mare. Had his chance. And third went to number six, which was uh, Angel Above. It was uh, running on well at the end. Uh, Tell me what better than ready. Ahead by half a length. The time was uh, pretty swift there, 52 seconds. The next race, we bobbed up again, uh, Robert Farr on uh, Better Rush, having its first start on the sand track. You're probably alluding to there, uh, Rob. It started at $12, the outsider of the field, and it came with a swooping run right down the outside. So win uh, rather convincingly. Um, second went to number five, which was uh, Daunting Princess, the favourite, written by Brooke Johnson. I thought it had its chance. And uh, officially third went to uh, Lily L.A., uh, written by Emma Bell, who came out from Claremont for three rides on the day. Took Tony, I've, I've got to mention Robbie Farr also. He's in a on a crest of a wave because he came off our area out here. He not only won the Longreach Premier Jockey for the calendar year, but he also took the whole Central West uh, Calendar Jockey Premiership. So he's certainly gone there in good, confident form. And when Robbie's like that, the winners tend to flow for him. Yeah, nice guy too. I had a good talk to him. He's very obliging. Nothing's any trouble for him. And uh, as we'll get to uh, in this race coming up shortly, he was beaten uh, just now on a horse called um, Awesome Spirit, trained by Pat Brenda Thangill. It was won by uh, Thorben, written by uh, Sophia Blunt. It's the first winner of Class B Handicap. And the first person to congratulate him when I went down to the jockey's room was uh, Robbie Farr. He said, gee, you rode that horse well. It was a good ride. They went head and head all the way down the straight hands and heels, Thorben. And it uh, provided... Um, Young lady Susan Blunt, Sophie Blunt, with her first winner, so that was uh, that was great. It's always fun to call when they have their first win. It, it won pretty well in the end, just hands and heels from Robbie Farr's mount. And third went to number four, which was Twist. Uh, sorry, third went to number six, which was a Felder Tyler Leslie. Twisted System was the favourite. Another one of um, Clinton Taylor, the Spirit of Boom, but it uh, just dropped out in the straight. So I'd I'd say it's not the same tracker for sure. And um, of course, we discussed the winner Vitae. And that took us to the, to the last race at Gladstone for the year, which was the um, 55 handicap over 15, 17 metres. And here, victory went to number five, Star of Leon, written by Brooke Johnson, who's building up a very good CV. And she's written plenty of winners in the first season. Kevin Miller trains this and uh, got up to win from number six, Deck of Aces, Sophie Blunt. Second, so she had a win in the second. And third place events to uh, My Certain from the Murray Clan by Robert Farr out there at the Eidsvale. So all in all, quite a good day down there at Gladstone last Saturday.
Tony, without putting you on the spot, you mightn't have the notes in front of you for that Rockhampton Provincial meeting on the Friday, but I did see one of your reports talking about um, Clinton Taylor and particularly Justin Stanley and Clinton Taylor's love affair with the cutest uh, race results uh, doing extremely well. Incredible. Um, he told me there three or four weeks ago, just a passing comment. I love cutest races, and I thought, oh, well, I better check this out. I think he's won nine in the last uh, three months. And I'll stand to be corrected, he's won nine with eight horses. So any wonder he loves the cutest races. And, of course, he won the cutest race at Mackay on Saturday with a better deal. Yeah, he's having a great run, Clinton Taylor. And it was lovely to see uh, Justin Stanley win that big race in Brisbane. He's a very good rider. Justin should never be underestimated. Doesn't get many opportunities down there, not that he looks for them. And uh, it's a bit of a tip. Of course, he would have given a full book at Mackay at the TAB meeting on Saturday. So a few smart punters uh, backed uh, that horse. What's his name? End Assembly, I think it was. Yeah, so lovely to see Justin uh, lob a winner in Brisbane. Yeah, Clinton Taylor, of course, uh, getting that double on the uh, on the Friday uh, meeting there at Rockhampton, as well as Ash Butler, who just continues to uh, produce the winners, uh, firstly with the Missile Chief uh, for Kerrod Smythe. And then later on in the program, uh, he was with the cutest runner under the limit for Ryan Tyrrell and Tom Button. Uh, yeah. So those numbers at that Rocky meeting, fantastic, Tony, on that Friday uh, meeting. They were. It was a very good meeting, um, family fun day. Plenty of kids there, uh, had plenty of novelties. And Ashley Butler, like we've been talking to, uh, five winners in two days, 41, I think, now for the season. Best strike rate in Australia, 30.4, uh, just for memory. So he's having a great year. And, of course, uh, this time last year, he was laid up for months. He had a broken uh, broken heel, broken foot. So amazing the difference a year can make. And you go into a bit of a recess, I see. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and Jean uh, and Happy New Year. Uh, your reports will be just slowing down probably for a week, maybe, Tony, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I've been uh, burning the midnight oil. I've written a few more last night just to uh, keep things jigging along. I think people, uh, they like to read what's going on around the place. There's no, uh, no recess in racing is there over the Christmas period. But thanks for those extended best wishes. Same to you, Steve, and everyone. Uh, Self-Robin family and, and all the listeners. So, and be safe on the roads. I've just driven down to uh, the Gladstone. I'm at Mount Lark at the moment, and the traffic is unbelievable. I, I queued up here at Mount Lark to get petrol, and I queued up to pay. It was uh, like being at a, a, a tote window, but uh, you have to pay. It's the unfortunate part. Well, drive safely and uh, have a good break, and we look forward to those excellent uh, stories that you produce uh, and uh, share on social media. Thanks again for a great report out of Gladstone, Tony. Thank you very much, Rob. Tony McMahon joining us this morning. Amount of Sharon opened up a lead of about uh, three to four lengths, nearly five lengths now, as they come off the back. Sogni's running second, out Shaquilla third, then Sylvester and Tennessee Boy is last of the group. So down the hill they come toward the home corner. Boy golly, this is, uh, we've got a big lead here. Nada Shah, it led at the 400 by four lengths. Now our Tequila starting to knuckle down to the task and Sylvester's coming into it quickly now. And they were followed by Tennessee Boy and Sogni. Nada Shah, is there any petrol left in the tank? Not much, Sylvester went straight past it. And Sylvester hit the front, our Tequila's running on. Sylvester down the way. Our Tequila's out after it. And Tennessee boy bullocking through late, but it's all Sylvester. Sylvester, our tequila second and third. Yeah, John Bluey Forsyth there. Sylvester getting the money for Charlie Hoffman and Lacey Morrison. They're a formidable combination. We see them in action this afternoon in North Queensland. That horse was a $3 chance. Rob and Peter Rowe is going to review that meeting for us this morning on Bushbeat. 
Yeah, Steve, and uh, Sylvester got the better of Nada Shah, which had the better of him at the last uh, meeting, but Lacey Morrison, there's no change in proceedings there with another treble four weeks in a row as we welcome Peter Rowe. Good morning to you, uh, Peter, and it really becomes the Lacey Morrison show up there in the uh, far north Queensland area at the moment. Yeah, good morning, guys. She's riding fantastic, Lacey. She's always had unlimited ability and she's um, riding on the crest of the wave. I think she's going for a well-earned holiday now over Christmas and we'll miss out on a couple of meetings um, for that but family comes first this time of year Yeah well that's four weeks in a row with a treble and of course uh, part of that came with uh, Darby Amos who had a double on the day and Charlie Hoffman also uh, with a double and Lacey taking the honours on both them so uh, you wrap up the meeting by talking about it Pete Yeah look um, Charlie's horses always go well up there I, I honestly if I had to pick I would have went with Nata Shah he raced as well at Atherton, and I thought he'd get a soft lead, but he was just in a mood and ripped and tanned and went a lot harder than he normally would. As you can hear him blew his call, I think he opened up about a seven or eight length lead there at one stage and just run out of carrots at the end, and Nata Shah and Atchikwila ran him down. Oh, sorry, Sylvester and Atchikwila ran him down. But Sylvester's a good horse on his day. He's raced behind some pretty handy ones at Tab form behind Lights of Desert Cowboy Lily of the Glen. So back at the non-Tabs, it was too good. Um, I think that was the middle leg of Lacey's treble. She won earlier on Sound of Sleep for Darby Amos, who deserves all the accolades and credit he gets. He travels his horses far and wide. I think he's been down to Emerald. He's up to Atherton. Um, and it was a good day for him with Sound of Sleep and Captain and Rain, who are both tried horses that have really like, found some form since joining his team. And, and, and it, was, it was good to see. He was pretty excited. And then, obviously, Velveeta wound up Lacey's treble um, later in the day and it was, it, was, it was a good day's racing the crowd was fantastic um, hats off to the, the stewards we had thunderstorms predicted all day so we rushed the races through which what probably in hindsight wasn't needed in the end the storm stayed away but if, if they didn't no doubt we would have they would have struggled a double for Stallion Epaulette, actually, with those uh, winners there of Sound of Sleet and uh, Sylvester. Any doubles worth mentioning on the day and race days. But Darby Amos, the second run of... Uh, he had the second winner, Cat in the Rain. This is an interesting mare, Pete, because this is only her second win as a five... Now, a five-year-old. Her first win came as a two-year-old back in January 20 and, and always had a bit of ability, but um, it's it's been a while since got back in the winning stall. It has been, but she's a handful of a thing. I even on the weekend, Darby's done an amazing job. I remember seeing her as a as a tour. I think from memory, Peter Fleming might have had her early yep. days, and she was always very, very full on. And she was a little bit on edge on the weekend, but um, he's done an amazing job. To I suppose times times his best friend there. She's as she said, she's a five year old now, and she's taken a while to really mature. Um, but ridden a treat by Jeffrey, and it was it was too good. So I think there's more wins in store now. She's got a little bit of confidence. That um, cutest money going to Bolotti Beans. Now, I'm just trying to place the broodmare here, Platinum Ruby. I spill the beans out of Platinum Ruby. Isn't that uh, the dam line that's got the really good uh, runners up in the far north, and oh, sorry, in Townsville, and yeah. uh, had a winner in Brisbane? Yeah, most definitely. She's produced some pretty good ones. She's had Platinum Tycoon, Ruby July, Yes Dream, and now Bolotti Beans. And I was talking to Michael Lee's wife, and I think I believe there's a a two-year-old who's not far off as well. So she's a very, very good producing man. Michael breeds the majority of his runners, so he deserves all the credit he gets. And It was an interesting race. Um, Borlotti Beans and Lord Power were fighting for favouritism. Um, and it was a horses for courses thing. Borlotti Beans trained there. It probably should have won by further. Got run right off the track by Tabugi, um, Borlotti Beans. So it was a good win, a good tough win. And they got there in a photo, but I dare say 
had the, uh, the result went the other way, it would have been an interesting student's inquiry, that's for sure. Yeah, by spill the beans, probably just taking a little bit more time than uh, some of the family, but uh, rings up win number one and two seconds out of the six starts. So expect to see Bolotti Beans continue on with that family um, uh, tradition up there. Uh, Peter, the uh, the racing up there as we settle down to the Christmas holidays and New Year break, but uh, of course Mariba features uh, this weekend as one of the two non-tab days, both Calliope Gold Cup Day and Mariba uh, coming up. Uh, always a well-attended meeting and uh, prize money sought after there too. Yeah, uh, Mariba don't race too often and they've received a fair bit of criticism throughout the year with the track, but I've seen photos of it and it looks in immaculate condition for Boxing Day and the, the tents book out really early, so people have got to get in nice early to book. And as for Athens on the weekend, the Christmas party race day, um, Hats off to the club, I suppose I better mention it. They, they had all the tents set up Friday, marquees, everything ready for everybody to roll in on Saturday. Had a horrific storm go through on Friday afternoon and destroyed 90% of the marquees and tents. So the, the hard-working club had a, a few connections and were able to purchase some tents after hours and, and reset it all up Saturday morning. So um, the only small clubs after the Mariba, but they've got good committees behind them. And, and I think Boxing Day will be a big day for Mariba as well. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling as a club when you see that happen, uh, those storms come through. Now, you mentioned Yes Dream, and am I right in saying uh, it's going around Townsville today? Yeah, it's in the country, Magic Millions Country Cup qualifier, and I, I think whatever beats it will be winning. I think I think it's a very smart horse, Yes Dream. And he had a stint down in the southeast corner. He was a winner down there. He's back up here with Michael at the moment, but it wouldn't surprise me if you see him campaign um, down around the Gold Coast and Brisbane over the summer. Yeah, those Country Cup qualifiers start to uh, kick into place, as you said, there with Townsville. And uh, they also continue at Warwick uh, next Monday, the 26th of December, with a qualifier and a lot of interest flowing into that Magic Millions uh, carnival. And uh, you've got horses going, I take it, to Mariba as well, Peter, or are you getting a well-earned break? No, we're not going this year. We had we had one to go, but Dad and I went rock, paper, scissors, and we both pulled up equal, so... <laughs> Neither of us are heading there. We're going to stay, keep it for Cairns. We've got a meeting here on the 2nd and a couple down there in Townsville today. So um, Mariba will, will miss out on this year, but hopefully we'll be back there for their meeting early next year. Congratulations on your training partnership with your dad and glad to hear that um, you're, you're got a, you've got the method going as a young person, uh, rock, paper, scissors, to make the decision. Um, it sounds like a good system, mate. Oh, it's good. I, I must say I'm pretty lucky. I work full-time, so any midweeks that I'm not on holidays for, Dad draws the short straw. But when it comes to weekends, we try and both go if, if we can. Otherwise, I'm happy to take the team. So he's on his way down to, to Townsville today. He's, he's, him and Kristen's back riding, so they've gone down. The A-team can, can have a crack down there, and I'll, I'll wait until Cairns on the seconds, my next meeting. <laughs> Anything we should be looking for today at Townsville with your team? Oh, we've got a nice little horse called Actor. He's, he's He ran a good race here last start, and... He's up in class, but he's down in the weight. So if he's if he's at his best, he might be a good each way each way chance. Uh, great to hear, and uh, Merry Christmas to yourself and the family. And uh, we'll be back uh, next year with Bushbeat uh, with you, of course, Peter, and uh, and probably picking up more of those uh, great calls. I imagine you'll be uh, back behind the microphone as well as the training duties next year. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, have a great Christmas and New Year, and good luck you today too. at Townsville. And thank you again for the uh, report out of Atherton. No worries. Thanks, Rob. Peter Rowe joining us this morning.
the 450 metres mark and we've got um, coming around the corner Ratu's Secret is the leader drifted away from the rails now you know me has got a lovely run right through on the inside now you know me going through to try and take the lead see for yourself battles back gamely on the outside and it is see for yourself winning it narrowly Arthur in charge got through to run second third yeah, Paul Dolan see for yourself winning it a good meeting at Escott the weekend Rob Paul Dolan's with us yeah, good morning to Paul and, uh, of course, hearing that Corey and Ga Kylie Guerin train see for yourself. And Landon Sykes, who we had on the show last week, continuing to boot home those winners. But, Paul, a lot of the country clubs are benefiting from infrastructure uh, developments and uh, no different at ESC on the weekend where it was the first day of the plastic running rail in use. Yeah, good day, Rob and uh, Stephen, and good morning, all. Yes, um, ESC has had the, uh, the old traditional aluminium running rail for something like 40 years and it was a bit the worse for wear and uh, uh, between the previous meeting and uh, and saturday the replacement uh, pvc as it's called polyvinyl chloride to be uh, given it its official name it's basically a very strong plastic and it was because it's so vivid white rob compared to what we had before it's, it was just a standout um and obviously the safety factors there with this rail as well but very ingeniously it was going to be a two-day project to remove the old rail and then put the new one in. So the club contacted some locals who they thought might like to use the old fencing. Uh, it wasn't suitable to send to, a, say, another country track, you know, for, for replacement because it was beyond its use-by date. But, um, yeah, so they, they got some locals who came in and um, they didn't get paid for their work, but they were able to take away uh, as much rail as they want between them. So it was sort of removed free of charge. It was going to be dumped anyway. And then those people assisted with the installation. The whole project only took two days. But, uh, yeah, everybody was a winner, basically. There's always a way, a will and a way to make things happen in, in country areas, isn't it? And, and great to see them with the use of that, uh, Robert. Uh, just one thing from a calling point of view, um, Paul, with, you said it, stand, it stood out so well. Sometimes when you look through binoculars, I know out here when you see green grass, everything comes into sharp contrast. Did it make, a, make any difference at all to uh, colours, for example, standing out? Um, not really, um... No, I did, no, I didn't sort of compare the, the light colours to the white rail. No, not not really, mate. Sort of just, just business business as normal. What, what yep, is a, but just a what, feature what of the day was very clear, that rail. True, yes, yes. Uh, certainly did stand out. But um, what what is tricky there, uh, and any of the callers who've been there for a long time, is all the trees on the infield. It's a, it's a golf course. Yep. It's a nine-hole golf course under a swag of trees, and you can't cut every tree down. But they do a bit of trimming from time to time. But it, it is tricky trying to identify a a capacity field. I don't know if the rail helps, but um, yeah, those, those trees, they uh, those branches, they, they get thicker by the uh, by the meeting. <laughs> yeah, each of the each of the uh, race courses sometimes have a feature like that. Home Hill, for example, has got the uh, the tennis courts and that in the middle up there as well. But talking about colours, um, club colours, you don't often see them come to the fore, but they did get a victory uh, at Esk on the weekend. Yeah, in the first race. Um, S Club colours, Jockey Club colours are uh, purple and gold. I don't know for what reason uh, that will be the day John Kissick had to wear the club colours, but uh, um, it, it flew home down the outside. It was literally a last stride victory. Uh, John Kissick for Bo Gorman of Ipswich, but unfortunately the celebrations were fairly short-lived because uh, the horse bled from both nostrils, com completed the race and won the race and didn't collapse or anything, but bled from both nostrils, so... Uh, first time, so stands down for three months and then we'll have to trial before stewards over at least a 1,000 metres before it can race again. John Kissick's an interesting story. He uh, 
relocated from Wangaratta in northeastern Victoria to uh, Queensland uh, just last month. That was his first win since coming here, but he's very accomplished. He's a three-times premiership winner in the southern districts of New South Wales and popping over the border into uh, Wangaratta. So uh, John Kissick, um, we'll see a fair bit of him, obviously. Yeah, and uh, Mark Curry had a fantastic weekend with four venues uh, across the board. Of course, that feature win at uh, Eagle Farm as well. But uh, Esk was one of the venues where he uh, got the cutest money with Better Than Roses. Would be a rare occurrence, wouldn't it, uh, Rob, mm. for any trainer, even a Bart Cummings or a Chris Waller, to win races at four venues on the one day. And, and Mark Curry did that. He won a race at Chinchilla. Uh, it was actually a horse that he scratched from Esk to go to Chinchilla, so that was a wise move. He won a, a race at Toowoomba. He won at Eagle Farm, and uh, he uh, he won at Esk. And another better, another love conquers all that gets the cutest money. Nathan Fasakali uh, kicking home um, that winner. But there's a couple of stables that are in form at the moment, and they include Tony and Maddie Sears and Corey and Kylie Gearin that we mentioned with See You For Yourself. But uh, again. That cutest money, um, it must have been the second division, was it, of that? Uh, good to see they split the maiden and the second cutest money went off with straight elfers. Yeah, 11, uh, 11 and a half grand was my uh, calculation. Mm. Straight elfers was uh, ridden by Cecily Eaton, who uh, ducked across the back blocks to Toowoomba later on for a couple of rides, as so many of the jockeys do. Uh, straight elfers uh, is trained by Tony and Madison Sears in Toowoomba, and they had a two-centre double. They won a race at the Gold Coast on Saturday with uh, Singapore Lady to complement that uh, win at Esk, and they also had a second-place getter at Chinchilla. And Kay Hill's a trainer name who I can recall a long time ago at Gimpy. Um, Bob's up at uh, Esk with the win with uh, Brendan Newport and Prince of Diamonds having its first run at the track. Yeah, yeah. Kay's been uh, at Gimpy. I actually did a bit of background. She uh, started off training at Gimpy way back in 1994. Her first winner was a horse called Al Madi at Gimpy way back then, but... Fairly recently, I don't know the reason, she's relocated from Gympie to Nanango and um, obviously is uh, going to enjoy good success, judging by that win there on Saturday. And uh, finally at the meeting, uh, Paul Hamlin. Well, we all know Paul's story, heavyweight jockey over the jumps, travels around country Queensland and uh, combining with Dale Groves with Elciano, or Elizano, yeah. sorry. This was a 1,750-metre race, Rob. They, they start in the straight about 150 metres to the judge. It's a short uh, run, and the horse are drawn out wide, and Paul Hamblin just yanked it back behind the entire field straight to the fence and then just proceeded to get inside run after inside run and, and got home to, to win, as it turned out clearly, at the finish. Trained by Dale Groves in Toowoomba. Uh, we know Dale pretty well. He, he likes to keep a small team in work, and uh, it obviously works. But the interesting thing about that uh, that winner, Elizano, is that five days prior on the Monday, had won a TAB race at uh, Dolby, uh, carrying 61.5, was handicapped on 66.5 kgs at Esk on Saturday. Uh, with Paul Hamblin, obviously, not an apprentice, so it carried the full weight. I was trying to think, Robert, and I can't remember one, to carry the last horse I've seen to carry 66.5 kilos in a race anywhere. Whether I called it or just watched it, I, I can't. I can't think of one. I can't find one. Yeah, you're, you're talking your Fab's cowboy and that, but as you've, you've uh, researched, uh, 64. But Pitter Patty, those sort of horses out here got up around the 66, 67 um, mark. But you've really got to struggle to see it. But uh, and to back up like that, it showed no no ill effects, of course, from uh, that run out at uh, Dolby, Paul. Yeah, it was a runaway victory. Um, Dale Groves, the trainer, is well known as. Uh, has two children with former jockey Christy Banks, who uh, sadly was paralysed in that uh, awful 
uh, incident uh, back in 2011, the race fall back in 2011. And Christie's father, Graham Banks, was very much a mentor for uh, the trainer, Dale Graff. So uh, good luck to them there. And finally, Rob, we've mentioned this before when we've covered ESC, uh, the 12 saddlecloth numbers, and plus the emergencies as well, all have endorsed on them the name of a stalwart of ESC Racing. And it's very, by coincidence, the first race there on uh, Saturday was won by number five. Uh, the name there was Lynn Moore, who was the secretary of the race club for 25 years. And then the second race was won by Saddlecloth number four, which was Des Moore. It was Lynn Moore's husband, and he was a long-time groundsman there, committeeman, did just about every job that was ever done at ESC. So uh, Lynn Moore and Des Moore's Saddlecloths winning the first two races was, uh, was quite a quinella. Tommy Rashford, a former committeeman, uh, number 10, written in race three. Des Moore popped up again in race four with number four. Dan O'Brien, an absolute legend of ESC racing, uh, saddlecloth number three. And then in the last, another legend, that Elizano with the 66.5 kilo carrying saddlecloth number one, which is to acknowledge uh, the long involvement of Dr Tony Fitzgerald at ESC. So uh, I think we've mentioned this before. I don't know any other club that's done that, but each time we remember somebody. And even though the guy didn't have a, a winner there on Saturday, um, Pat Moffat, was a long, in, long involved person with the S yes Jockey Club. In fact, the Sadler enclosure is named for Pat, the Pat Moffat enclosure. Sadly, we lost Pat uh, between the last two meetings. He was 91 years of age and uh, lived a full life. So uh, that's just a little bit of sadness there. But the memory of Pat Moffat uh, will certainly go on. Uh, one of the Saddlecloth numbers, um, I might have been here somewhere, one of the Saddlecloth numbers has, yeah, number seven. Uh, when, when number seven wins the race at ESC, we'll always remember Pat Moffat because his name is on that saddlecloth number seven. It's a great initiative by that club. And the other thing to come out of the meeting, Paul, too, the Burn It to the Beach race uh, result there with uh, See Yourself winning that uh, Burn It to the Beach benchmark race. Now, the table there has Bob Murray sitting out on front on 27 points for the trainers over Gary Clem with 26. Jockey Landon Sykes, he's got 30. He's won the last three battle, um, Burn It to the Beach legs in a row at Mount Perry, Nanango and Esk. And Kelly Gates is on 27. And the horse... For the series is um, James Atelli on 26, uh, well clear at the moment of comments on 16. So uh, a great feature, that Burn It to the Beach um, series and keeping tabs. I think all those results are up on the Racing Queensland website. Uh, Paul, Merry Christmas to you and family, and uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, seeing you again uh, and hearing again next year uh, with some of the country uh, meetings uh, here on Bushbeat. Uh, thanks again for a great report from ESC. Okay, thanks, guys, and uh, Merry Christmas. Compliments of the season to one and all. Paul Dolan reporting out of S there, Steve, and, uh, of course, the provincial meetings with some highlights that we hadn't quite covered. Kilcoy on Tuesday doubled a Lily Bar with Bogey Lou and Whistling Arrow, as well as the first winner as a trainer for Vashan Van Kaya. Vashan, as a jockey, he used to come out to the Central West and help out many, many years ago. He had a win with Chase and Noah. Congratulations, Vashan, with your first winner as a trainer. I must uh, apologise to Josh Morrow. I, I forgot to mention his first winner as a trainer at Texas with Lyric Lass. Um, last week. So uh, Josh Morrow now in the training ranks. We've mentioned Rockhampton, Mackay on Saturday, treble to Ashley Butler and a double to Jared Wheelow. And at Toowoomba, the double to Matt um, Crop there as well uh, at Toowoomba. And uh, of course, there was a big meeting at Dolby on the uh, on the Monday as well. And good to see uh, Crystal Johnson and the Craig Lee team with Craig Lee Agena uh, getting that strong win there. And of course, coming up today, the TAB meeting. At Townsville, TAB meeting also at Rockhampton on Friday. Saturday, TAB meetings at Bow Desert, Toowoomba. 
uh, the Warwick TAB meeting featuring the uh, Magic Millions um, country qualifier, country cup qualifier. And the non-TAB meetings come through on Monday with the Boxing Day meetings at uh, Calliope and Mareeba, Steve. So it quietens down a bit, but I take it uh, we'll be still back here next week uh, with Bushbeat on the um, the Tuesday normal time. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> we don't get too many days off during the year. I know one's Melbourne Cup, so I just wanted to confirm that. But uh, if you've got any stories, any information, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. And uh, we'll be uh, still here until the uh, 28th before we head off for a break. But Steve, to yourself, all the team at uh, Radio Tab and uh, Tony Clements as well and families uh, and all our listeners, uh, have a great Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I echo those comments to yourself, Rob. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone.